Welcome to Medicare for All Explained. This podcast will enlighten our listeners and dispel the distortions that surround Medicare for All. Medicare for All Explained is produced in collaboration with Physicians for a National Health Program and is hosted and produced by Joe Sparks. I'm your host, Joe Sparks. This is episode 100, Bubble Up Economics. Before I get started on this episode, I have an announcement. I will be changing the schedule for Medicare for All Explained, and I will be publishing episodes once a month on the 15th of the month instead of twice a month. Now back to the episode. As I said, this is episode 100, Bubble Up Economics. For the 100th episode of Medicare for All Explained, I wanted to do something special and expand the discussion on how to deal with social problems in the United States. There are two important aspects of this for me. First, we need a more holistic approach to dealing with the social problems in the US. These problems include poverty, hunger, shelter, access to education, and access to healthcare. Please note, This is not a comprehensive list, but I will use these problems to illustrate what we need to do. Second, we need to take what I call a bubble up approach to economics, which I will explain later. At least since the Reagan presidency, the emphasis has been on trickle down economics. Trickle down economics assumes that giving money to people on top of the economic ladder will eventually lead to the money trickling down so everybody achieves greater prosperity. After more than 40 years, it hasn't worked out that way. Inequality has increased, while the poverty rate has fluctuated between about 15% to 10.5% since 1990. Poverty highs of around 15% were hit in 1993 and from 2010 to 2014, the lowest poverty rate was 10.5% achieved in 2019. In 2021, the poverty rate rose to 11.6%. This shows a problem. People go in and out of poverty. A good social insurance system would prevent people from going into poverty. However, There are more than 80 federal welfare programs, each with their own requirements. These programs cover financial assistance, food assistance, education assistance, and healthcare assistance. We could simplify the administration of these programs and reduce the number of these programs by taking two steps, implementing a universal basic income and implementing Medicare for all. A universal basic income, or UBI, guarantees every person or every household a base level of income with some adjustments for the size of the household and the age of the children. This stabilizes income for households. When a person gets a higher paying job, the UBI payment could be reduced by $1 for every $3 earned. This would prevent people from losing too much money if their income exceeded a specified level and all benefits were cut off. Now, 
if we combine a UBI with Medicare for All, we could guarantee that people will have enough food, adequate shelter, and that they could always get any medical care or prescription drugs they need without having to worry about costs. Healthcare would never cause financial stress or cause people to go bankrupt. These two programs, UBI and Medicare for All, would allow many welfare programs to be eliminated while increasing financial stability for families. This is also an example of a more holistic approach to the social safety net. Instead of having many separate programs, each with their own requirements, we institute a few programs to address most of the needs. Now that we have taken care of people's financial and medical needs, we can assist them to find a job or find a better job or have them start an education program to improve their job prospects. When considering jobs or education, we also need to make sure that people can get good low-cost childcare and have reliable transportation. Another consideration with jobs is making sure that people are paid a livable wage. The federal minimum wage was last raised in 2009 and is currently $7.25 per hour. According to CBS News, if the minimum wage had risen along with workers' productivity since the 1970s, it would currently be set at nearly $23 an hour. Obviously, we need to raise the minimum wage. As you can see, my emphasis is on helping people on the lower level and middle parts of the economic ladder. This is what I mean by bubble up. As bubbles rise up, they expand. I think as people rise up, the economy will grow faster than with the trickle-down approach. Now back to wages. There is another way we could most likely ensure wage increases for workers. We could tie executive salaries to a company's lowest paid employees. My recommendation is that we limit executive salaries and total compensation to no more than 20 times of their lowest paid employees. Let me repeat that. We should limit executive salaries and total compensation to no more than 20 times of their lowest paid employees. I don't think we would even need to pass a law to make this apply to many companies. A presidential executive order could be written so that this rule applies to all government contractors and all companies that the government provides subsidies for when people buy their products. Then all Medicare Advantage companies, all ACA marketplace companies, and many pharmaceutical companies would be required to implement this policy. The six highest paid health insurance CEOs made from about $17 million to $22 million in 2022. In my opinion, it is criminal that insurance companies pay such obscene amounts of money when they deny care and cause people such large amounts of financial stress trying to pay for medical care. As an aside, if health insurance companies can afford to pay their CEOs such high salaries, I don't see why they need rate increases every year. 
There are a few other important changes we can make to help people. We need to cancel medical debt and cancel student loan debt. Once medical debt is canceled, Medicare for All would end new medical debt. And once we cancel student loan debt, we should make education free through college or trade school. This would make it easier for students to pursue professional careers or vocational careers if they so choose. What I have described is the bubble-up approach to the economy. It provides a framework to invest in people, something that has been sorely lacking in our public policy. We need to create an environment where people can thrive. My proposals would make sure that no one goes hungry. It could end homelessness. It would make sure that everyone could get the prescription drugs and medical care they needed, including vision, dental, hearing, and mental health care. It would provide a framework, as I have mentioned previously, for the U.S. to start investing in people. Of course, my list is not comprehensive, and the policy details would need to be developed. My intent is to propose a vision on how to change the United States to create a country that actually invests in its people. I hope that I have provided some enlightenment on how that could be done and that we can bubble up together. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Medicare for All Explained. Remember to tell your family, friends, and colleagues about this podcast. Information about Medicare for All Explained can be found at our website, medicareforallexplained.org. The music for this show is Super Bubbly by Jesse Spillane. The logo was created by Lily Sparks. Thank you for listening.